It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. This is the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Walter Storholt here with you alongside Matt Hausman. He's the founder of Old Security Group with offices in Westchester, Pennsylvania and Newark, Delaware. You can find us, as always, online at smartmoneyquestions.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And uh, you can find the podcast on smartmoneyquestions.com, as well as other great resources there for you as well. Our goal and our mission on the podcast today is to help you identify some of the blind spots that might be in your retirement plan as you're approaching retirement, or maybe even if you've recently retired. These are the things that you never really knew that you needed to be thinking about. It's that car over your shoulder sitting in your blind spot that you never knew was there. We're going to try to alert you to that that vehicle that might be causing a little bit of danger in your financial plan, in your path, maybe cause you some problems down the line. One of those blind spots, Matt, that we can identify is that danger of a downturn in the market in the early years of your retirement. Actually, much bigger of an impact if it happens right after you've retired. So say you retire, I guess, in 2006 or 2007, and then boom, the crash happens. Much bigger deal if it happens like that than if you had you know, retired 25 years ago and then a 2008 happens. It's much easier to absorb that impact. My question is why? Why is that a, a such a blind spot? And, and why is there that difference between the timing of when a downturn would occur? The biggest thing that, that I find that if in the event that happens, you know, as you're leading up to retirement or you're in retirement is because people are still investing as to when they maybe first set up their 401k or they first set up their brokerage account and they're still taking risk as if they have 10, 15, 20 more years to work. Invariably what happens is also if I need the money, if I'm going to need that money as soon as the paycheck stops and all of a sudden the market is taking a downturn is that I'm exacerbating the loss because I'm recognizing the loss initially. If the money is in an IRA or 401k, I'm also having to pay tax on every dollar that comes out. So it really just creates a huge stress on the overall monies or portfolio that I've put out there for retirement. And let me tell you a quick story that it didn't happen right at retirement, but I have a client now. They, they became a client about three years ago. And he was telling me that under the old Social Security rules, he understood them. He was planning on maximizing everything out. And he wasn't paying attention to where his monies were invested. He was basically in a risk model as if he was 50. In this particular case, he was 60. He was planning on working until full retirement age of 66. Unfortunately, he was in the real estate industry and we all remember not only what happened to the market in 2008 and early 2009, but also what happened to the real estate industry. In this case, he was 62. He lost his job. It's the end of 2008. His portfolio had lost 40%. He wasn't in the position now to be able to maximize his social security. Cause many times when you're going to maximize social security, it's, I call it delayed gratification. And he was going to need to pull from that investment pool, but he was scared to death, to say the least. 
he went ahead, he took Social Security early, 25% reduction in that, and he didn't touch his investments, so his investments were able to then rebound in 2009 into 2010 and be, be back where they were. But what that ended up doing is now for the rest of his life, his Social Security payment is a 25% reduction on what it could have been. If he would have maximized it, it would have been almost 60% more than what he is currently getting. But most importantly, it then affected the survivorship benefit for his wife. His wife didn't have a huge working history. Her Social Security wasn't going to be that much. And so they were really, and he didn't have a pension, they were really planning on that Social Security payment to be part of the legacy, I guess you would say, because unfortunately us guys, we go first and that's what he wanted for her. But unfortunately they couldn't do that. So in this particular case, the market downturn or the blind spot created a ripple effect that happened where multiple strategies that he wanted to put in place basically disappeared. And now he was left with the only choices he could make. Wow. So just something to think about when, how am I placing my assets as some people will recall, call it the retirement hazard zone as you're moving within, you know, five, six years of retirement. And nowadays that needs to move even further out six, seven, eight years, because really since 2008 there, we, I can tell you over the course of the last two years, we've probably taken on 15 new clients. And the main reason they came in to talk to us, they were anticipating retiring three, four, five, six years down the line. They were forced into early retirement. In many cases, it wasn't even an option. Come in, hey, listen, we're letting you go. Here's your severance package. See you later, alligator. They're out the door. And all of a sudden, they're sitting there, oh my gosh, what do I do? Mm. So you want to start placing the assets, reducing, not I'm not saying the whole portfolio, but what you might need to live on one, two, three years and start to shield that from any type of market correction. And then if the market correction happens, it's not affecting you from an income or a distribution standpoint. Like many things in life, timing is very important, but there are ways to safeguard against downturns in the market that are in your early years so that they don't have this amazing detrimental uh, impact on your financial plan. And uh, that's it's one of the really important parts of the planning process that Matt would help walk you through uh, if you think that that might be an issue with your current plan. Another financial blind spot we can identify, Matt, would be the insidious effects of inflation uh, and the effects that that's going to have over time. Inflation is not something we feel in that you know one-year time frame, but 10, 20, 30 years from now, uh, your buying power is going to be really affected by how much inflation there's been. And I'm always amazed when I when I talk to people, you know, recently we had an interest rate hike and they were some people, some economists were really surprised because they're showing inflation at just at 2%, maybe sub percent too, uh, or, or sub 2%. But think about it, even if it's just 2%, like you said, on an annual basis, it's not a huge deal. But in 20 years without compounding, that's what? That's a, that's a 40% loss in our actual buying power. And I compare it to this. If we go back 20 years ago right now, 2017 back to 1997, are you paying over $50,000 for a Chevy Tahoe? Probably I mean, not. think about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I had a buddy of mine that was looking to buy an F-150 pickup, and he goes, I can't walk into there and look to pay fifty dollars to $55,000 for a truck. Oh, that's crazy. I mean, it's just, but that, but in 1997, 
you know, that truck might have only cost you twenty two to twenty four thousand dollars. Yeah. Now it's going to cost you that. You know, so inflation has a serious effect over the course of time that people have to recognize and needs to be part of their plan. How are they going to deal with that? That's extremely important. It's, it's huge. And inflation, it's, it's a slow creep, but it's going to have a big impact over time. We have to remember that. You know, the fact that medical costs are also increasing at a rate that's even faster than inflation, I think that qualifies for another financial blind spot, Matt. Well, and that's definitely something that everyone wants to at least be aware of. I'm always, I'm always, I got to tell you, I kind of chuckle all the time when I talk about medical expenses and, you know, long-term care, home care, intermediate care, things like that. And I actually have had multiple people tell me, well, let me tell you something. If I get to that point, I'm just going to give the wife the gun and we're going to go out in the backyard. And I'm laughing and I go, so I guess her care is 20 years to life in prison. Um, the reality is you have to do some type of planning even though we are not thinking, we're never thinking it's going to happen to us. It's yeah. always going to happen to somebody else. Unfortunately, it's never going to happen to us. It's not going to happen to me. It could be our spouse. And I just had someone in the office actually on Monday, and they came in. They had already had a plan together with their current advisor, and I was amazed at what the advisor had done because they have known for two years that the husband has an issue with early onset of memory, cognitive brain thinking. So we know that over the course of time, this is going to create a problem. And invariably, the advisor did not even take that into consideration. And the first thing I told him is, listen, you need to go seek an attorney. You need to be looking at uh, asset protection for the surviving spouse. It really is something that needs to be at least talked about and addressed. There are going to be people that they don't want to deal with that, and that's fine. But at least it needs to be addressed for what it potentially could be. Absolutely. And that's really the underlying thing with a lot of these blind spots is, although we didn't know we needed to be thinking about them, they do need to be addressed. Just like that car, I keep using that example, obviously, of the financial blind spot, just like a blind spot as you're driving down the road. Just because you don't see that car doesn't mean that it needs to be addressed. It's it's in a dangerous spot if you need to change lanes or make an adjustment. So we've got to deal with it now, and it'll be much easier if we do have an issue later on. Uh, something else that's kind of one of those moving pieces that we've always got to be on the lookout for is the possibility of tax increases in the future. This popped up as one of our common money mistakes the other day, Matt, but it's also one of those financial blind spots that often we aren't keeping our eye on. And I always let people know, listen, I don't care what side of the aisle you sit on. They're going to make changes to the tax code. If anything, think about this. The last numbers I received for how much money is sitting in IRA accounts, pension plans, 401ks, cumulatively nationwide, was a Fed thing from 2013, and it's $23.7 trillion. $23.7 trillion, that's based on 2012, and we have to consider that's got to be considerably higher now. The market's done well since 12. People are still contributing into the plans. And the other thing I found was it's projected right now by 2020 that 92% of every tax dollar that the federal government receives will be spent on Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and just the interest on the debt. And just to let you know where that came from, this was last 
modified in April 12th of 2013 from the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. So what we have to realize is taxes will go up one way or another. We've really been in a tax sale since Reagan. And with all of this untaxed money, one way or another, we know both sides of the aisle are going to look to get their hands on it. And it needs to be incorporated into your plan. How are you addressing or how are you being proactive in the tax planning for your your various portfolios, the various income streams, having an understanding on that is so important. So when you call up your advisor who might give you tax advice, might not, and all of a sudden you realize, I was, I thought I was good. I was taking 20% out of my 20% withholding out of my IRA distributions. Why all of a sudden now do I have an $8,000 tax bill in, in April? It really is important to recognize the possibility of a tax increase some way or another is very real in the near future, no matter who's in office. Yeah, it's no fun to get those uh, things in the mail that then tell you you're going to owe more than you were expecting to. Um, this is a, a very, very distant side note here, but I just it just happened recently back home where I'm from, Matt. Uh, I saw a news story. I kind of keep up with all the news from back home. And uh, a guy got a water bill for a million dollars. There was some clerical error in his bill, and so he opens up his mail, gets his water bill, and it said that the balance due was, um, you know, like $64 from the previous month plus a service charge of $999,000 or whatever it was. Oh, my goodness. Talk talk about a surprise when you open the mail. So they ended up making a whole news story out of it, and the water company went, oops. (laughs) (laughs) That was a big pull. It was so funny because he posted it on on Twitter and was like, uh, hey, I just got my water bill. No problem, but can I pay in installments? (laughs) I I thought that was pretty clever. So You know, let me tell you something similar to that. We actually had a client call in this week and going to the tax equation. And this is in the state of Pennsylvania. And this particular client was owed around a $2,000 tax refund from the state of PA. I want you to realize that they did their tax returns back in March. They were e-filed with the state along with the supporting documents of the W-2 and the 1099s. The state came back and said, we're withholding your refund until we receive your W-2 and 1099. Client sent it again. The CPA sent it again. They got another letter, letter stating, we still haven't received, hmm. so we're not releasing your refund. It just happened again where we, we sent them now, this time, the W-2 and the 1099. And I called the CPA and I said, listen, what else do we have to do? Does the client need to drive up to Harrisburg, PA and hand them the information, and I was amazed at the response. The response was, there are many states out there that do not like to give money back, and they will do everything they can to hold on to more and more money. Wow. So it really goes to the idea, will taxes increase in the future? Even if they stay the same, please do yourself a favor. Make sure that you are owing the various institutions of the federal government or the state that you live in or the municipality, a hundred or two hundred dollars. I'm not saying get crazy where you're going to have penalties, but it's better for you to be owing them money 
than for them to owe you money, and you have to go mm-hmm. through all of these hoops before you're going to get that money back. Yeah, the closer you can get the number, really winning when it comes to doing your taxes is zero, right? Because you did the perfect job, you didn't take any more than you should have had throughout the year, and you didn't give anybody else any more than they should have had throughout the year. You want to get to the end of April and have that be, oh, you owe zero. That's when you've won, right? (laughs) Right. So Uh, true. One other financial blind spot before we wrap up for the week, Matt, the challenge that's sometimes presented by RMDs. Uh, They're not that sexy of a topic, if I can paint it in that light. Required minimum distributions. They're not really something that does, you know, they don't pop up until our 70s. So often they get overlooked in the planning process. But what about RMDs do we need to know? Why are they sometimes a blind spot? Many times they're a blind spot because, as I've mentioned before, people haven't, they don't understand, first of all, how are the calculations done? They don't understand why do I have to take them, especially if I don't need them. And usually we get the brunt of it because we're the messenger. Hey, listen, you're going to have to take this out. And whether you need it or not, oh, by the way, the percentage increases every year on what you have to take out. And then if your investments are increasing as well, which we're hoping they're doing over the course of time, it just creates a larger and larger tax bill. And so if possible, the idea would be prior to the age of 70 and a half, and when you would, let's say, retire from work at the age of 65, you have a five-year span where you can do some proactive tax planning to hopefully mitigate or reduce that minimum distribution requirement that's going to happen at the age of 70. Because I can tell you, if I hear it once a week, I hear it a hundred times and that is, oh my gosh, I got to take that much. How much my taxes are that? Oh, and now I have to pay more for Medicare Part B. That creates a, and unfortunately at 70 and a half, you can't do anything about it. It's going to create something you can't unwind from. So I've got multiple clients now that are, you know, they're paying $267, $300 for Medicare Part B. They'll never be able to get around that because of the minimum distributions that they're having to take now. So really the, the proactive time to plan for that is prior to that minimum distribution time coming up. And, and you're using the analogy of a car or a truck in your blind spot. This really can create a train that you didn't stop for when the crossing guards went down because the tax hit on that just really jumps up big time if most of your money is in that IRA category. If you haven't been able to identify some of these financial blind spots or you haven't been able to prepare for them properly, I'll invite you to reach out to Matt Hausman, ask him some smart money questions to delve in a little bit deeper to how you can have a more well-rounded financial plan. You can do that by calling 610-719-3003. Matt has offices in Westchester, Pennsylvania, and Newark, Delaware, serving you in Metro Philly, Delaware, and Northeast Maryland as well. 610-719-3003, the number to call, or always online 24-7 at smartmoneyquestions.com. That's smartmoneyquestions.com. That's also where you can go to listen to past podcasts as well. For future podcasts, uh, next week we'll have another one on the agenda, and this will be fun. Since it's summertime, we're going to talk about vacations, how financial planning is a lot like planning for a vacation. So that should be an enjoyable conversation as maybe you're pondering where to travel this summer. Uh, that'll be a, a good one to, uh, to talk about. That's going to be on the next Smart Money Questions podcast. We'll look forward to chatting with you then.